You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. Pretty day out there this morning, so uh, no rain, I don't believe, today. So that's nice. Dealt with a lot of rain last week, but the weekend actually turned out pretty nice. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in on the show with us this morning. Super Bowl week, so we can talk Super Bowl. You got SEC basketball, you got high school basketball tournaments kicking off. Uh, this week, so all the area teams will be in action. So a lot uh, going on uh, this week in sports. 205-342-9904. Once again, the Twitter at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. I like to get the email, so feel free to send those for uh, comments, suggestions, advertising opportunities, whatever you want. Just shoot the email. We'll get right back to you uh, on the email. We got Joe Gaither this morning again behind the glass. We appreciate Joe being in with us this morning. We got coordinator's name. I know Dad will talk a little bit about that. But before we do that, of all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, pier, deck, fence, Pagola, be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack, and so it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build, build it right. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer close to you. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. All right, with that being said, Joe, go ahead and lock him in, then I'll bring Dad into the show. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing okay. Doing all right. Uh, Kevin Steele uh, is a really good person. I had about, had a chance to visit with Kevin a couple of times, uh, formerly at, at uh, been in Alabama two other times. Really a good person. Very, very fine recruiter. And, um, you know, was at Auburn and got let out when they brought Harson in. Uh, Jimmy really cared a lot about him. Was at Clemson, um, but that got him from Miami. He even got paid to go to Tennessee. He's, uh, I think he's he's a good fit for coach. Coach likes him, likes what he's able to do. Thinks he's a good defensive coordinator. And so we'll see what happens there. Very interesting that uh, Mississippi uh, head coach would say that uh, Pete Golden interview was one of the great interviews he'd ever had. How smart Pete Golden was, and so forth and so on. So that was kind of interesting there. Um, Justin Rose is a, is a shot up at the Pebble Beach. They're playing right now at Spyglass. I think they play at 10 o'clock today. It rained out uh, yesterday or late and not didn't get finished. I got to play there one time, but of course, and if you want to watch that, you can certainly do so. Um, a kid named Thelon down in Mobile, who's a junior basketball player. Auburn's going to get him or got him committed, and they also had another guard that they're going to get uh, committed and also this kid is a junior, as I stated, and, um, you know, very, very uh, good basketball player. A lot of people after him. They got on him real early and uh, got to him pretty quickly. Um, the other day, uh, Saturday, there uh, wasn't a whole lot to talk about. I thought Auburn did get uh, get screwed on the, on the last foul. It looked like a foul to me. Um, 
but they didn't get it. And uh, Tennessee wins the worst, winning 46-43. Most of them couldn't make one. They, they just couldn't shoot it. They were terrible, both sides. Uh, Alabama got by. Um, I don't know if you would call, call it a lackluster performance. It's a good performance. They, they, they beat LSU by 10. And the only other thing that uh, would be of interest to you probably is Missouri goes into Mississippi State. Mississippi State shoots three for 20 and still wins. Uh, so that they're in a situation there where, where um, you know, it's a little bit it's a little bit difficult now to tell you who the middle of the pack is going to be. I can tell you right now because I keep up with it. Alabama play. They'll play Friday at noon because uh, they'll be the number one team in in uh, Nashville. And the bottom four teams, which will play on Wednesday, will be Mississippi State, LSU, Ole Miss, and South Carolina. Maybe no, maybe maybe Georgia. Uh, might be falling that, but I tell you, South Carolina, Ole Miss, and LSU will be three of the four that will play on Wednesday. So that's neither here nor there. Uh, I watched some of the Purdue game. Uh, Purdue didn't play particularly great. Uh, Indiana was ready to play. They, if if he, still messing with the polls, they kept Purdue at number one. That's no big deal. Alabama will be a one seed probably if they continue to play the way they played. Um, a new money, a new money deal. If you want to contribute money to get players, then it's yay Alabama. So that will give you a chance to to contribute if you want to contribute there. Uh, Michigan uh, beat Ohio State. Michigan's not real good. Coach, uh, he's a friend of Scott's. I can't call his name Holman. Anyway, he is under a lot of fire at Ohio State. They're all mad at him. Of course, everybody's mad at everybody. Uh, Houston came back and, and beat Temple. Temple is the one team that beat Houston uh, not too long ago, a couple, couple of weeks ago. And um, Purdue got beat, as I have mentioned. Uh, North Carolina, they lose to Pitt. Ooh. And then they go over to Duke and get beat by Duke. So they're they're struggling a little bit. They didn't have a very good weekend. So that's really about all. I got up and tried to write a lot of these things down. Most of them you already knew. I don't want to repetition i felt like that kevin Steele's thing should lead off and he's a really good person he'll do a good job and um you wanted pete golden out so you got him out Chip. yeah looking back when uh kevin was here uh 2007 i guess he came in with coach as a defense quarter in 2008 he was a defensive head coach in the linebacker uh, inside linebacker coach, then went to Clemson. Um, I was actually up in South Carolina. He was at Clemson defense coordinator, uh, there. Dabo ended up letting him go after that West Virginia debacle. Came back to Alabama two years later as the director of player personnel. So he was off the field in 14. He coached the Alabama linebackers. Then he went to LSU as the defensive coordinator, uh, for one year. And then he was at Auburn from 2015 to 2020, uh, he took the Tennessee job for two weeks. Uh, made I went something crazy, like nine hundred something thousand dollars for two weeks, and there was a defense coordinator at Miami last year. And obviously, that wasn't probably coach's first choice, but it's a familiar choice. Normally, when you hire, I guess the Reese deal was a little bit outside the box because I don't think. They've crossed paths. He's a young kid uh, at 30 years old. But uh, usually you go with somebody you're comfortable with. Maybe he wants to get back to some different things that they've done in the past. What what makes you settle on? And I don't use well, settle. I just think he's, he's familiar with him. I don't really like to say first and second choices with guys that take jobs, but that's fine. 
But I, I just think he wanted to be comfortable with what he was, with who he had there. Grantham uh, decided to go pro. Whether he would offer Grantham wouldn't be the recruiter certainly, and coach is big into that. Uh, they've got plenty. Of, they've got plenty of people that can help with the defense. But you don't have to help Kevin, Kevin steal much of the defense. He had a great defense at, for a period of time at, at Auburn. So you know whether he was number one, number two, and number twenty. Uh, that's who coach wanted. And, uh, after after things wiggle out and. Uh, I guess Tommy Reese was a little bit of a surprise uh, to most people at uh, uh, around the country. Maybe I'm not sure. Uh, I would be interesting to find out uh, uh, what's his name, the offensive helper over at South Carolina, what his thoughts would be. But he, I wouldn't ask him to say that on the radio because they played him, of course, played Notre Dame in the bowl, and um, uh, you know his record, not I don't record, but his. Looking at his yardage and all with, with, with Notre Dame wasn't anything just to knock you over. I think he'll, he'll play with two backs rather than having just the quarterback back there by himself. And I think that's important to coach because he, if it is uh, the kid that hadn't played a great deal, would be Franklin, the other kid, then um, having some running backs back there. And I don't know who the running backs will be. Even Barry may know more about it than I do. So um, anyway, regardless of whether uh, what you think. What you think? Alabama will have a brand new uh, offense, uh, people, offensive people at the skill positions, and we'll see how that goes. And uh, if people want to know how old is Kevin still? He's sixty-four. Yeah. Uh, have a birthday coming up in March here, so he'll be uh, sixty-five years old. And so I don't think he's a guy that's going to be looking to move. Although he has moved a ton, so this is probably his last stop. And uh, so hopefully everything. Works out well for him. Um, hopefully, the, the talent level is better out there. I don't, I don't think the talent level is as good as it was when Jeremy Pruitt was here coaching the defense. And so, you got to have players uh, in order to have the elite defense that the Alabama fan wants you to have. So, uh, anyway, they, it is what it is. They they dumped it. Why, I, Joe? Why do they? Uh, Chris Lowe now, I guess, is the guy that gets all the information and he releases it. So, ESPN. Gets to break all these stories. Uh, what is it about Chris Lowe? They just want this out national. They don't want to give it to these local guys anymore. That would be something maybe Cecil uh, would break. What is it that now we're giving everything to ESPN? Well, Chris is his most trusted, uh, his next most trusted person in the media. So uh, ESPN gets it. Uh, so ESPN gets it. Chris Lowe uh, is getting it. And. Uh, Anyway, Crystal, kind of a there's that weird timing to release that on a Sunday night uh, to get that out on a Sunday. Nothing been official from Alabama yet, but uh, why Sunday night are you putting that out? Well, because the stuff has already been written for Monday, oh. and I think if they don't really, you know, you know, going to be a lot of arguments as to whether good, bad, or none of the but why didn't they hire this guy? Why didn't they hire that guy? So I, I, I think. I think Coach does it. it. Has a reason. I'm not sure what the reason is, but um, obviously you you want to get it where you could be out in Monday morning's paper. I really, I mean, Sunday night's not going to be something everybody particularly is going to read. I don't think so. I, I don't really know. I don't know. Uh, Kevin Skarbinski threw his spoon in the pot. And he's stirring the pot uh, with an article about. Does basketball mean more at Auburn than it does at Alabama? And he's specifically talking about contract. Uh, yeah. 
that uh, Bruce Pearl will make over a million more than Nate Oates. That, that ain't nothing to worry about. That don't mean that basketball is more important at Auburn than it does Alabama. Well, people, the, the thing that people don't understand is that Sonny and I weren't that popular. You know, when they, I saw a little bit of the article, I didn't read it all. But, it, it you know, it, it's just like it's just like everything. The, the media has changed everything in this world in sports. Because everywhere you look, there's something to be said from computers to iPads to telephones. To, it, it's just you're just in, on top of the world seeing people all the time uh, compared to what you were back when when we were trying to coach. The money wasn't there. And I, and I want to say this in the right way because every time I say something in the right way, then I get criticized for it. But the recruiting is totally different. Uh, you, can, you can buy players. You can buy players, and you can put as much money as you can get to buy the guy that you want and bring him to you. I didn't have the good fortune of that doing that. Alabama's done a great job with it. They've gotten good players. Auburn has too. Everybody has. But, you know, getting the kind of players now, the recruiting part, really in basketball, even more so because you're just taking a few every year, is big because you can go in there and decide – find out what somebody else is giving the guy and decide how bad you want him and you get more money than he does. And so then you've got – and you also – you have to do a good job of evaluating who you want. And Alabama's done that. They've evaluated. So I'm not criticizing anybody for it. That's it's just different than it was years ago when I coached. Yeah, but they were getting guys, and you were getting them too, but they were getting them before the NIL. They were getting pretty – pretty, and you, you were getting them too. And so – uh, I don't know if the arena here has been that big of a deal as far as hurting them and recruiting, but it needs to happen, uh, and we'll see. My only experience with going back to Kevin Steele was at the you know, first impression. Uh, I was on the elevator uh, with him at the Renaissance Marriott there going up, and uh, the guy could not have been nicer. Like well, He was nice so nice. <laughs> he was so nice to me. Yeah. He had no I, no clue. Uh, who I was, but we had a great conversation on the elevator. So I imagine if you're that personable, you're a pretty good recruiter because he was, he was extremely impressive when he got out of the elevator. I was like, man, that guy's a good, you know, good Barry, guy. when, when they were, when they were trying, when they were about to hire Brian Harson, Jimmy took him around everybody raised Kane because Jimmy was trying to help Kevin Steele get the head job there for a while. And he just, Busted everything and you know went crazy and they hired Harson. So you know people people just need to take whoever the coaches hire and whoever they recruit and and go with it. And uh, you know I, I know you got to write stories and I got to got to tell and I know you got the big the most important thing for everybody is to compare. When you compare, then you get one side uh, versus the other. Uh, well, what about this and what about that? And you get a lot of talk, and that's what people are looking for that write and talk about. Well, I try to be halfway careful what I say, so I've already said too much. All right, we'll see. Uh, time will tell. Let him, let him coach, and then you can judge him uh, once he's coaching on the field. But don't judge him until you uh, – and even then – let Coach Saban run the program. Right? I was just always interested, Barry, what Lane Kiffin said about Pete. Well, he was talking about his interview with Nick Saban uh, when he interviewed with Nick Saban, not his interview with Ole Miss. Oh, uh, I'm Randall. sorry. Yeah, he was talking about when he came I'm in. Sorry. I, I, was, I looked at it real quickly, so I'm wrong. Well, I mean, he still was complimenting him. And then he said, which people don't put out enough, uh, 
Pete Golding's wife went to, he said we had some fortunate things happen for us. His wife went to Ole Miss, family lives there, so it's kind of a perfect storm. So I don't think Coach pushed him out the door at all. I think, honestly, he got tired of the negativity. Yeah, and going I don't back, think he did either. Going back where his wife's from, she went to Ole Miss. and so it was The more negativity varies all about Tennessee game. Yeah, and it's uh, – so he just said, I'll go on over here and mom will be happier and I'll be happier. Isn't that right, Joe? Keep mama happy. Uh, so that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Pick up and delivery, royal cleaners. They'll make life easy for you. Casual wear the golf shirts. Uh, don't uh, don't put those in the washer and dryer. Let Royal Cleaners handle those. The suits, the dresses, the dress shirts. Three locations if you want to drop off: University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Norport, or forty eight fifty one Rice Mine Road. They tag your stuff. They they could tell you exactly how many times they cleaned your shirt, Joe. Uh, so it's pretty neat. I went out and saw the whole organization. Very, very good people out there, very organized, and they'll take great care of you. Whether it's pick up or you drop off, 205-391-0034. You listen to Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we're looking good on a Monday morning. No active wrecks, traffic fairly light. Now, if you do see conditions, of course, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Business is so good at Townsend Nissan, they're expanding their workforce in sales and in service. Go by and see BJ or Kylan today at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good morning, this is Mary Kay from the Town Square Media Newsroom. And the Alabama Crimson Tides men's basketball team took home another win, beating LSU 79-69. to And the Alabama Gymnastics hosted the Auburn Tigers Friday night for its annual Power of Pink meet. The 11th-ranked Crimson Tide beat the 6th-ranked Tigers. And Reading Allies that serves Tuscaloosa City and County Schools is in desperate need of volunteers to operate their literacy program that helps below-grade level readers to rise to to their grade level. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation of the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality of legal services performed. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The warming trend continues today. Mostly sunny with a high at 68. Fair tonight, the low 45. Tomorrow, very mild, partly to mostly sunny, the high 71. Wednesday, a good chance of showers and thunderstorms by late afternoon, the high 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside Locker 205-342-9904. We'll get right to the Yellowwood Hotline Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. Going to build, build it to last. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Get Bryce into the show. Good morning, Bryce. Morning. Hey, y'all. Good, buddy. How are you? Good. Listen, uh, I don't know, and, and don't take this wrong, uh, Pete Godin is probably, uh, Make Ole Miss a lot better on defense, and uh, and if something happens and we lose to Ole Miss because the defense is better, I wonder how, what the fans going to think then. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. but but you hear what I'm saying? Uh, because uh, I, I I I've been a fan of Pete Golden all along. You know, Coach uh, is is done a lot of things in Alabama, and and, uh, and the fans will never be happy. What, what he says, but uh, I like to hire. You know, it's Kevin Steele, somebody he's familiar with. He's a good recruiter, and uh, coach. And I think we dodged a bullet with Grantham when he went to the Saints. It's my personal opinion. I mean, I ain't gonna second guess coach, but uh, that wasn't my first choice. You know. Well, you just did second guess him if that was his first choice. <laughs> well, well. Uh, but what I'm, I'm just. But we all have opinions, there. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm glad we didn't get him. I think we got a much better choice. But uh, people all kind of start rumors, and I don't know how much faith you have in this uh, Smith guy, Touchdown Magazine. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. What about him? Would you? Well, you ain't gonna believe what he said. Who? Uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Smith. You talking about? Steve Smith? Uh, yeah. yeah. His name's Stephen Smith. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, get... touchdown, man. Yeah, what about what did he say? He said that what's going to happen, the reason why he brought Steele uh, in, because he's like one year having state retirement, that he was going to help him out until Terry and McPherson got cleared, and clear it was come, coming as an analyst. He's going to put the defense together and let Kevin call the plays until he gets cleared. Good but that's just a rumor. I don't believe that. I believe Coach is doing what he wants to do, and we said that all along. You know? Yeah. And, and the Tommy Reese hire is a young guy that can recruit, and uh, I like that choice. You know? How you know he can recruit? You know? How do you know he can recruit? How you know, how you know he can recruit? I know Kevin well, Steele can recruit. Well, because he's 30 years old, Coach. So what does that have to do with it? Well, he's going he's gonna to have a – like Pete Golden was a good recruiter because he's young. Oh, he's okay. on the same. All young guys are good recruiters. Not all of them, sir. Oh, but you don't you don't be at Notre Dame unless you know what you're doing. I mean, they and he was under Kelly. Kelly had him as a coach, and uh, Kelly uh, knew what he's doing. You know. Uh, well, y'all don't agree with me. I think if I if I put Alabama on my chest. I'm going to be a pretty good recruiter. If I'm if I'm going in for Coach Saban and I can articulate I anything, 
And all I got to do is just roll out all the guys. The think they got guys making over a billion dollars now in the NFL. All his rings and all that. I, I think it's who you're recruiting for. You want to see on a great recruiter? Go find a guy recruiting for Duke football. If he can get some players, that's recruiting. Now, Dad disagrees with me on that, but and I think they have to obviously battle Georgia, and they got to battle some some top teams. But uh, but I I I don't think there's any doubt it gets you some of the players. I mean, it, yeah. you know, he, Georgia has their share, and sure, and you know, I I just think it just because you Alabama's on your jersey doesn't you know I think you fight I think you fight the Ohio States and the Georgias and the Texas and those kind of people for guys at the very end, and you get your share of them. Yeah, those guys that they get are all legit. So you're fighting. Yeah, you're fighting those guys. Anything else, Bryce? Yeah. Uh, when's the last time that Duke basketball in North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken, they're not in the top 25, or are they now? Uh, I don't think they were going in the last week. I don't know if the new polls come out yet, but uh, no. Uh, when's the last time that happened? Either one of them I, couldn't, top I couldn't even tell you. It's been a while. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? How things, things can how, change. How the pendulum has shifted, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Bryce. Hey, I appreciate y'all's time, right. but I just want to run that by you about that rumor. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't that. believe what he's saying. I just don't see uh, Jeremy Pruitt. First of all, Jeremy Pruitt. I don't see him coming as an analyst. I get, I'm not saying I could be wrong. Uh, did Coach go? A little bit older guy in case Jeremy were to get cleared. Will Jeremy ever come back here one day? Maybe. Um, but I don't think he, I don't think he hired him because he's got one year. I don't think coach plays around with his football program like that, dad, because he's got one year to get to retirement. Oh yeah. I'll tell you what, we're just going to bring you on back. Come on back. You got one year. You get that in and then we'll get. I don't think Coach plays around like that. I think he goes and gets the guys that he thinks can do the job. Well, he knows exactly, you know, exactly what he wants and what he's doing. I know nothing about Tommy Reese, nothing whatsoever, and tried to look as much about it as I could. But he liked him. He's the coach, and he knows what he wants. And and if he if it's a mistake and him, and there's a he's hired a young guy who track record is fine. But you know, I know Notre Dame's good, not great. And he hired a guy that he's very comfortable with and, and the defense coordinator. So he's coach not going to be there forever. And um, so we'll see. All right, I want to ask y'all this, um, y'all's thoughts on this. The Auburn, you said it, uh, the guy clearly got fouled. I mean, he walked. Well, sure First he of all, how did three officials not call that? I mean, come right. on. You're all three. Is one guy expecting the other guy who's expecting the other guy to make that call? Should Joe, I ask you first. Should every time you have a three man official crew, you have one guy that's kind of the head guy. All right, he kind of meets with the coaches before they do this in high school. Should those guys have to answer to the media after the game? Like, okay, what did you guys see? Why did you pass on that call? Where the guy has to at least say, "Hey, guys, we just missed it." Uh, be honest about it. Now, maybe he hadn't seen the replay. Should those guys have to, in football, the head, I'm not saying send the whole officiating crew to the to a press conference. Should those guys have to answer questions after a game? No. No. 
No, I think you, you I mean you already have a hard enough time getting officials, uh, getting officials to join the profession. So I think you, you make them answer questions after afterwards. <laughs> you're gonna make them even worse. I mean, those guys need to be be be, be making calls with, with without any sort of second guessing in their brains. And so, oh, if I make this call, I'm gonna have to talk about it after uh, yep. after the game. Uh, I, did they miss the call on Saturday? Yes, absolutely they missed the call. I think if you want to give them to get a statement after the game, I think that's different, But and I think that might be okay. Yeah, maybe uh, let them go in there and not get us to know. You could ask them three questions. Well, Dad, should they have to meet the media? No. No. I think, uh, I think one of the worst calls that he didn't get was in the Final Four. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was the most ridiculous, and he did. He and that, that that sends them to the final game, and it's a no call, and the officials got confused themselves. So you know that they, they didn't call him in on that one, and they didn't call him in on this one. Did they miss it? Sure, but I just don't think. Well, should the and I think they will at times. I don't, I don't know if I heard it here lately. Should the SEC reprimand the crew publicly? Well, they, there's a baseline official is official to the right side, and there's one right on top of the ball. So it's the it's the it's the I can't if I'm the baseline official and you're the guy that's closest to the play, I can't run up there to you and say Barry, the guy fouled him. Um, I, you you leave that alone. Um, you know he saw it. He's standing there looking right at it, and so you have to just bite the bullet on that. But you know it's one of the worst things I get told. I think the officiating for. Uh, high school's been really good this year. I've had really good crews. I had one game I didn't think was done well, and one out of 25 or whatever is not bad. But I hate it when they say, well, that's not in my area. Well, that, that wasn't in my area. Well, we had a guy go up for a ball at half court. The guy clearly clobbered him and knocked him into the back court, and they called back court. And I said, don't tell me that's not in your area because everybody in the freaking gym saw that. The guy sure. knocked him to the back court. Like, ain't no area when the guy gets, that's not in my area. I, that's the only answer. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think in this particular case, the guy's right on top of it. Um, You know, he's he's right on top of it. And the baseline official is not going to run up there regardless right, wrong, or another above and, and question a no call he's not going to do when they get in when they get into the dressing room uh they talk about it among themselves and i don't know what it was said have so i'm not going to say what was said cause i don't have any idea but um it, it, you think it, they it, feel bad that they missed it i think they do i think they do yeah yeah i do you know he's going to the line to shoot no, I guarantee three, he's gonna make it. that doesn't mean mean yeah. they, they're gonna go to overtime but you know it was such a bad game to start with not when you shoot the basketball as poorly as both of those teams did, and you have a forty-six to forty-three game, it, I mean, it was a bless their hearts. They just couldn't buy one. Everybody was just going crazy in, in, in the stands because Tennessee wasn't shooting it well. But wasn't that many Auburn people there? Auburn was just as bad. It was. It was a. Really, he could just say that game was so awful. I didn't want to watch five more minutes. Yeah, yeah, it might, it might have been a good point there because it was. <laughs> Forty six, forty three. The two teams that play like that is is no. one of the most unusual. That, that game, that game in South Carolina, going to Kentucky and beating Kentucky there were the two games that uh, quite stick out in your mind a little bit. All right, so we'll take a break. We got Joe holding. I want to give him uh, enough time there. First and main condos, the three bedroom, three and a half bath condominiums in the historic district of downtown 
Northport. These uh, condominiums have everything you need from the stainless steel appliances to the granite countertops, which are really nice. Internet and direct TV are provided uh, with the condominium. Ten-foot ceilings with large patios overlooking the upper-level river views. Right there, easy access to the river walk. They're gated with a security camera. Two minutes to downtown Tuscaloosa, five to the University of Alabama. Beautiful condominiums, location, 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 where there is none better. 205-657-7465. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. One month free win. You can go to the website, firstinmaincondos.com. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a disabled vehicle on Lurleen northbound. It's on the bridge into Northport. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Right now, it's a beautiful day at Townsend Nissan, and they need your help in sales and in service. Goodbye and see BJ and Kylan today. I'm Captain Ray. Jackson Hewitt guarantees your biggest tax refund, plus a chance to double your refund with a double your refund sweepstakes. No purchase necessary. U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal return. Ends April 2nd. 100.9. Drinking was forbidden in my Christian country home. I learned to play the flat top on them good old gospel songs. And I heard about the barrooms just across... Pressure-treated from Yellowwood. Yellowwood.com to find the dealer closer to you. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, to the Yellowwood hotline. Get Joe into the show. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, coaches. How are you? Barry, Barry, let's talk about that Wimp Sanderson coaching tree up in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. Those two teams combined went five for 48 from threes. Tennessee made two, and Auburn made three. Before I ask this question, let me give you a stat here on Tennessee. When the opposing team scores more than 60 points, Tennessee's record is three and four. And that's the three games they've lost. Now, Well, you said three and four. That would be four games that they lost. Oh, I'm sorry. Four and three. I apologize. Got it backwards. Okay. All right. With that much inside talent and that many big guys on the bench, they've actually got more big, big, well, maybe just one more than us, but it's close to us. Tell me, what's going, what's going on with that team? I can't, I mean, they, they lose to Arizona and they, they score a lot of points, but then they beat Kansas and, uh, I don't know, and then and then the deal with Kentucky. Uh, tell me what y'all think about that team. Well, I, I think the that. big thing is that your big guys can't guard the dribbler. They can't guard. They can't guard the dribbler. And I think that makes it very difficult. I think the matchups are big for them, and they can't play with so many big people at one time. Now, whether they substitute, whether they substitute correctly or not, I don't know. I don't watch them that closely, but. You know, you've got to be able to halfway defend the dribbler, and I don't think you can play that many big guys at one time and defend the dribbler. But you got so many. My point on that, Wimp, is you well, you can't defend so the dribbler. Uh, they should be scoring more points then, right? Both teams. Yeah, I, I think they, it goes back to uh, Joe uh, familiarity. Like you know your teams in your league, you know the personnel, you know the strengths and weaknesses of each player, you know what they run. Uh, and so I think those 
games can – I don't think Auburn – Dad's been on Auburn all year. They can't shoot. Uh, Tennessee has been able – Viscovi, he usually shoots the three pretty well. I know he's coming off an injury. He was one for six. Ziegler, 0 for seven from three. But familiarity, but you go play Arizona, they don't know your players. They don't know your plays. They don't have time to get to know all that stuff. But when you play teams in your league, I don't. Th- I bet you Rick Barnes hadn't changed much. And I know Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl's run the same stuff now that he ran when he was at at Tennessee. So I think familiarity sometimes causes games like this. In my opinion, yeah, that's a great point. You're right. I mean, and you're right. And the second time around in the SEC, yeah. when you do have to play a team the second time, well, well just like us Saturday. It was obvious, wouldn't it? Yeah. But we well, went Tennessee's that got, Tennessee's got to go to Auburn. Yeah. And well, you got the other factor, too. If that, if, that, if that foul had been not called and, and, and Auburn had fouled Tennessee, you think the Tennessee people have gone crazy? Yeah. <laughs> well, anybody, anybody's you know, fan base that got to I mean, that shot. Well, the home, when the home didn't happen to the home team, it happened to the visitors. Yeah. But I don't, think the, I don't know did, why they swallowed. Why do they swallow their whistle on that, Joe? Hey, look, you, you've called, haven't you, Barry? I've I called mean, a lot. Not, yeah, but I mean. I don't want it. Don't expect me to bail you out. That's not bailing out. You're bailing out the like that. You're bailing no, out I'm going to see it. I'm gonna that's, see not a bail, that's not a bailout situation there. <laughs> Come on, Joe. Well, I called a game, guys. I called it at the end of the game. He did foul him, and he, did, and he, he made the shot. And then he made the free throw to win the game. The opposing coach from Barry came up to me and told me, you made the right call. I called it that way. But when it's in college basketball, and, and we, we got a flip artist shooting a shot anyway. He's done been called for it once in the game already. I mean, you know, and it shouldn't even come down to that. But you no can't way, say guys. that, Joe. You can't walk up under a three-point shooter when he's in the air. Well, if he didn't kick his legs out all the time, oh, he'd get that call. come on, guys. <laughs> But, Perry, if, if you've been calling the game and you didn't call one flip foul on him, I mean, think about it. I mean, so don't do you, say you don't know. So it. you don't think so he got fouled? You don't think so he got fouled? So it's a bad no call. Oh, he got fouled. He oh, got fouled. Oh, then what are we arguing about? Has, well, he has the right to call it or not call it. I mean, well, it yeah, but if he, that don't mean he's right. I don't think, I don't yeah. think he's this. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, you know. So you, what you, I can't understand. You didn't bail the. You didn't bail. You bailed the defensive guy out for a bad defensive play. So you took care of him, but not the offensive guy. No, I didn't. I well, told you, didn't, it's a judgment but... call. It's a judgment call. <laughs> you still... you got to call it the way you way you see it. Well, they all you judgment know. calls. Yeah, exactly. Everyone you make it. But Joe, so you're saying the same thing I'm saying. You're saying it was a foul. I'm saying it was a foul. So it was a foul. Let's go back. Well, let's go back to my foul, question. They didn't call it was a foul. They didn't call a foul. He ha- let's go back to my question. He has a great plan. He holds per- Pearl to 43 points. How come we can't generate some uh, – why are we not running the floor more and trying to generate offense there? You're who, saying we. Are you talking who, about Tennessee? You're talking about Tennessee? I'm talking about Tennessee. I'm talking about Wimps, Coach. Well, Tennessee got some shots. Tennessee got plenty of shots. They didn't go in. Some games they they, they went in against uh, Kansas. Yeah, I mean, but Joe, why they're, you quit? They're 19-4. That's what, that's what basketball's all about. 
What does Barry and Wimp do when you're shooting that bad from three? Pray you make the next one. I substance keep shooting. <laughs> yeah, keep shooting. <laughs> Say, hey, you're bound to hit one every once in a while. Keep firing. Well, two for 20-something. You know what, three though? Three for 20-something. Why don't you brag about their defense? I just did. Well, they held them to 43 defense, points, Barry. Def- Defense should be good. Three points. Defense should be if def, if your defense is great every night, you always got a chance, Joe. And how long has it been since Alabama went that long without scoring a field goal and just shooting four free throws and keeping the same lead the whole time? Well, I don't know. I don't know how long. I couldn't tell I you. I have no idea. I, I, no, you can't answer that question. That's my point. Yeah. It's been so long ago, we can't remember. But you knew right? that game was going to be closer. What You beat them by 40 here. You knew that game was going to be a little bit of a, like going to the dentist over there to to get that done. And they you just go win the game and get out of there. And that's what sure I did. That's right. So. Okay, so so Barry keeps shooting threes <laughs> and Wimp substitutes. Of course, that that's a big statement from Wimp. Well, it depends Barry, on if he, I got any He subs only played eight players. Well, I substitute if I got some three-point shooters on the, you know, Alabama's got ten three-point shooters. But why don't you why don't you just quit shooting threes and, and just Joe, try to run the floor? Joe, That's the, not what Alabama does. Was the purpose of this called? Uh, it was is the purpose of this called to criticize Wimp's coaching tree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew well, he, cri- he criticized he criticized me on defense the last time. He said somebody else called the defense, but somebody oh, else there's somebody else he, took took my job when I got fired. Yeah. He took my job. But Wimp, if, if if you'd have been in that position, you would have took it too. Yeah, you would. And Wimp, if, if Barry Bryant would have gave you the job in 1969, just think that would have been very similar to what White did with Oates at Buffalo. Oh, I had a hard time. I'd have had a hard time. You know, when you follow when yeah. you follow somebody that, that uh, everybody loves, and you, you have a hard time. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, you could have come in right there behind Hayden Riley. Is Hayden still alive? When? No, he's passed passed away some time ago. Some time ago. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thank y'all. Uh, I'm not sure what his point was. We were fighting about the foul, and he agreed to meet with me that it was a foul. I guess we weren't fighting, but anyway, back to the Yellowwood Hotline and get Danny into the show. Good morning, Danny. Morning. Good morning, coaches. How are y'all? Hey, Danny. Good, Good buddy. Oh. You know what my phone call is going to be about the call. But, yeah. Uh, what have I think a lot of referees in that situation, even on our level, we want the players to decide the game. But my point was, that's a foul in the first half. That's a foul at the end of the game. I mean, that's that's you can't. You know, you want the players to either win or lose a game, but. The guy did not give him room to come down. He he was fine going up, but he went under him as he was coming back down. And what? But what I, I don't get on I that, Danny, is I hear you, and I, I when people say they want the players to decide the game, they protect. They always talk about not calling foul. But how about penalizing a defensive mistake? That player made a defensive mistake. He has to be penalized in that situation. That has right. to be called. Has to be. Yeah. And the verticality was fine, but it was a body contact from the waist down yeah. where he knocked his legs out from under him. And that's where the officials are just, you know, he just, he absolutely just, I mean, he just missed the call. And it was, uh, 
it didn't really hurt my feelings because I, even though I think teams need to lose on their home court, uh, I, it did not bother me that Auburn got beat. But uh, that is that is only one official's call. Your dad's right. That base that lead official on the baseline is called the lead official. He does not need to go out there. That that's trails call the whole night. And the, uh, now when you have multiple, when you have a lot of stuff in the paint, then that's multiple officials' calls. Oh, uh, you can get involved, but you you step into somebody else's primary area, and then you have a problem within the crew. So that was one man's call. He missed it. Uh, game's over. Uh, you think that call would have been made in Auburn? Sure, that call probably. Yeah, but uh, like when you see when you see when you see obvious hold in football, you see flags coming from everywhere. That was an obvious yeah. foul to me. All three whistles should have been blowing. But no, they can't do that. You got to have a guy on top they, that's, of it. That's not that's that goes against everything we were ever taught, Barry. Yeah. And you know, the all right. Let me ask you this, Danny. Through. Danny, who's uh, and this is a legitimate question. I'm not being a smart. Whose responsibility is the three second call? Because I've seen it called for like from the guys out top, and I'm thinking, why are you looking at the three seconds? You need to be looking at the hand checking. The guy under the goal should be handling the three seconds. Who, who's can anybody call three seconds? Three. Three seconds should be handled by the lower two, but I have a trail called the area around the free throw line. Uh, I do, uh, it's got to be a, a pretty obvious three second foul. I mean, a three second violation yeah. for somebody to call that. But yes, all three of us, pretty much that free throw line is where all three convene. But that's where our areas kind of overlap. Uh, well, I have. Uh, it does, you don't see it often, but mo- I like for my seat to handle most of the three seconds, unless the postman is right in front of the lead official, and he's just you know he's got such an advantage of being in in the paint for that long. But these, these coaches that start hauling three seconds, three seconds, three seconds, then uh, you know, there again I. I, well, if I they're in the, if they're in the act of shooting, if they're in the act of shooting, the three second calls off because they're in there too long. That's right. They, but they have a in, chance, and also they're in the, if they're in the act of making a play, yeah. I let the play finish. And if yeah. he doesn't leave the lane, then then I I hit him for a three second call. Well, a lot of them spend a lot of them spend the night finish the play. Yes, a lot of them spend the night in the lane. So a lot of them up there for five in there for five seconds because they're slow getting the shot off, but they leave it alone. Some officials leave it alone, some don't. Most multi leave it alone. I thought of, uh, and then yesterday I don't know whether you caught the girls' game, but I do like I do like Christy. Uh, let's change the subject a little bit about the three point shooting. I, Barry, you know we we looked at the shoot, three point shooting at halftime of the Auburn game on Saturday over at Norfridge, and it didn't get a whole lot better. It got some, a little bit better, but uh, yesterday Christy has twenty seven at halftime, and they're one for ten from the three point line. And they lead the conference also in three-point shooting. And then they hit five in the third quarter, and all of a sudden that score gets on up there. They end up scoring 70-something points. So uh, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm old school like your dad. Quit shooting them. But that's just not the way their offense and, and the boys' team is built. Uh, we look pretty good that stretch uh, Saturday afternoon when we hit five threes in a row. And, but we looked terrible the last seven minutes of the game. 
when we kept trying to take the ball inside and get the shots blocked. Well, they, uh, you know, you the way they coach, you can't you can't go by what I do. You quit. You don't. You can't afford it. Even though I feel like it's you, almost a bad shot that you can't you, you can't you can't shoot uh, and shoot. You know, have all those drills that you have in practice before the game the day before. Yeah, I mean, and ask anybody. The, the game has changed, hasn't it, yeah. Coach? It, it has it, been. Just, uh, they come down one-on-two, and, the, you know, back then you back the ball back out. They, what the Alabama does, one-on-two, they'll just pull up and shoot a three-pointer. Let it, it fly. In fine if it don't. Yeah. Let, it, let fly. it fly. Thank you, Danny. All right. Thank you. See you, guys. See you. Here, Danny. Great call, Danny. All right, uh, tell about constant companion before we get to break here. Well, constant companion is uh, certainly – great place to take your dog or your cat or whatever you've got um it's out on, at the narrowest drive off 280 6350313 they'll do a great job with, with your animal and they'll give you half price on your first visit if you tell them you heard it on inside the locker room dr foster's really they've really got a nice place out there and they're doing a great job with it so uh, give them a call. Go by there. Set up an appointment. Six three five zero three one three. Also, Alabama One. www.alabamaone.org. We talk about the mortgages. We talk about the credit cards, the vehicle loan. Get that loan out of Alabama One. I've got it. Rates as low as three point four nine percent. Terms available to eighty four months. Get pre approved before you go shop. That'll help you when you get on the dealership lot there to negotiate. They also have an Alabama One Auto Mall. But get your loan with Alabama One. To start the process, go to the website or swing by any one of the local branches, www.alabama1.org. This is the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on a gorgeous Monday morning, but we do have delays on Bear Creek Cutoff Road between 69 and 82. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Business is so good at Townsend Nissan, they're expanding their workforce in sales and in service. Go by and see BJ or Kylan today at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Has the pandemic affected your business? Even with more and more customers going online in the past five years, online business has grown greatly due to the pandemic. Now more than ever, it's important to have a... Tomorrow, very mild, partly to mostly sunny, the high 71. Wednesday, a good chance of showers and thunderstorms by late afternoon, the high 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. If heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, I don't want Should I take him now or? If heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, I just as soon stay home. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to. I get right to the Yellowwood hotline. Get Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Barry. Morning, Coach. How are y'all? We're good, man. How are you? Okay. I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. You know, uh, I was I was listening to Coach uh, talk about the Auburn-Tennessee uh, game. That game kind of fascinated me, and uh, and I had a different take on it. I thought it was one of the better defensive games I've seen, and I don't know when. They were both uh, really intense with their defense. Did I miss something, Coach? Now, what you, I didn't get what you said. Say, say that again. I'm sorry. I, I, I thought the Auburn-Tennessee game, when I was watching it, I thought they were masterful 
at the way they play defense, the way the coaches had them. Uh, yeah, I think I think it was uh, I think it was a combination of both, John. I, uh, uh, Tom. I think uh, I think Auburn shot some bad threes. I think Tennessee did too. And I also think the defense for both teams both both teams are pretty good defensively. Maybe the two of the better teams in the league. So I, I actually thought it was a combination of both. I see. Uh, well, I, I just thought they were so darn intense on defense, and uh, you know Auburn. Uh, they they're not very good on uh, on offense. Like I agree with you on that. But by God, they bring it on defense. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tennessee does too. Oh, they, yeah. They think yeah, they do. They do. So I guess they do. <laughs> well, I, I think they do. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. That's where they hang their hat, and uh, and that was uh, like you said, two of the best defensive teams in the league. And uh, and I thought it was interesting the way they they went at each other. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, familiarity uh, there, but I think both teams have a hard time beating Alabama because Alabama is going to score. Uh, yeah, and so they're going to go to a number. If they, if they shoot like that, they'll get blown out. Uh, but Alabama's going to get to seventy to eighty against those teams uh, just because they got I, I so think, many options. I think that that that's the good thing about Alabama. I don't know. I'm not sure how they would be in a bank rock'em sock'em game like that was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't know how they would be in that. I don't think they'd play that game. Do you? Well, they won't. They'll they'll shoot so much quicker. The game will get up and down more. It it won't be in the forties. I assure you that uh, the way yeah, that they play. I, I, I think that's right too. Uh, it's interesting that you say. Uh, you know, we'll go to a number you just can't get to, and uh, and let her let her ride. Yeah, that's what Duke used to do. They just say we're going to get to the nineties. Come on with us if you can, and most people yeah. couldn't. So enjoy the show. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, thank you, Tom. All right. Well, I'm glad Tom called. I thought Tom was mad at us, but I guess Tom's back in the saddle. So good to hear from Tom this morning. All right, we'll take this break. Open up the phone lines. Douglas Bell will be with us at eight fifteen. That's a tie one hundred point nine. Is he home of Alabama sports? From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on a gorgeous Monday morning, but we do have delays on Bear Creek Cutoff Road between 69 and 82. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Business is so good at Townsend Nissan, they're expanding their workforce in sales and in service. Go by and see BJ or Kylan today at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better? Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the locker room, brought to you by Allstate Insurance agent Andrew Knifer. Andrew's at a 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. Give Andrew and his staff a call. Let them run the quote for you. 
home, life, auto, umbrella policy, whatever you need. 205-722-9201. I bragged about Andrew last week. Took special care of me in a situation with a tire. Uh, he set me up with the um, auto repair place that he uses. Went down and met with the guy. Jenny had a little problem with the mirror. and uh, So Andrew knows the community, knows who to call when you have a problem. I love to have an insurance agent I can trust. 205-722-9201. All right, looking at the standings that in the SEC, I'm going to go from the bottom up. New coaches, South Carolina, one and nine. New coach at LSU. Had to bring a whole new squad at LSU, one and nine. Uh, Ole Miss, not a new coach. Unfortunately, I love Kermit. They may have one next year. One and nine. New coach, Mississippi State, three and seven. So <laughs> uh, the bottom teams right there all had Georgia. New coach, four and six. Uh, but quickly falling. Uh, Vanderbilt is four and six. Arkansas, I told you they were going on a little run. They're five and five. Missouri's five and five. New coach. Uh, Florida six and four played Kentucky well, but uh, not enough. They come Florida comes to Tuscaloosa. Florida is not going to the NCAA tournament. I don't care what the announcers try to say. So, to me, it looks like a, a five bid league. Alabama obviously will be a one seed. Tennessee will be a one or two. A and M now is sixteen and seven, but eight and two in the league playing their way in. I think Auburn will get in. I think Kentucky will as well. I guess the only bubble team maybe dead is Missouri uh, right now in Arkansas at this point. Uh, how many teams this will make the tournament, you think, out of this league? Well, according to who wins the tournament, I would imagine Alabama wins the tournament in Nashville. Uh, I would say the most would be six, maybe five. Yeah, I think six will get in. Six. Uh, Auburn is going to be behind Kentucky when it's over. Uh, Auburn and, and Tennessee play again. Uh, Auburn has to go to Kentucky, um, so I, I would say that that uh, fifth in the league will be will be Auburn. Fourth will be Kentucky, and then uh, Tennessee, Alabama, and all whoever left out. I guess. Well, I think locks or Alabama, Tennessee, probably Kentucky uh, is probably a lock at this point. Uh, Auburn. Auburn, and then you got your your bubble teams. I think would be Missouri and Arkansas. Uh, Missouri is seventeen and six. Arkansas is sixteen and seven. Vanderbilt no chance. Georgia, all those teams I named have no chance. Uh, so you ever been the bottom having three teams at one and nine? You think they would have played each other to get a get a? Well, it's not over, you know. But it, yeah. you know, it's still I hadn't studied the schedule completely. Who's but the worst not, team in the league? South Carolina. South probably. Carolina. Worse than Ole Miss. Yeah. I think the Ole Miss beat him at South Carolina. Yeah. South Carolina's the worst. Uh, you know, LSU did fine in the non conference, but, you know, it just shows you. I mean, you can bring these guys from Murray State, but it's a big jump from Murray State to the SEC. What, what's going on in Ole Miss? Andy always had that thing pretty consistent where they were winning maybe 20 games a year. They were always right on the bubble. What, what's Kept Kermit from getting that. Oh, uh, they had some personnel problems. One, the best scorer got hurt, hurt his knee. Uh, one of the other kids got into a uh, need to to leave for a while. 
I wanted to be sure if he came back and started practicing that he was going to get his NIL money. Um, it, it just, just, and they didn't recruit very well. And, um, you know, they have won the one, one game at South Carolina, but they just, they just have not recruited well enough to keep up with anybody. And, uh, they have, a, I, I guess you would say, you know, more about it than I do, a basketball AD. Um, you know, you know, who played basketball, I think. So, I don't know. Well, you know, I, he I, was uh, in Arkansas when we were there. Keith Carter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we tried to recruit him uh, there. Did you see that shot Little Rock got beat? Unbelievable. On? That wasn't as long as the shot that we lost to against New Orleans, though. That thing was from oh. the other free throw line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe, did you see that shot? It didn't even get play of the day. It was like number three or something like that. Did you see the shot the guy from Little Rock? Well, no, <laughs> Edwardsville hit against Little Rock. No, I'm going to pull it up right now. Oh yeah, it's a it's just tied up. They hit one from. Oh, it's, it was a lot. It was a lot further than midcourt. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. was it, it, it was a long one. It was a long one at the buzzer. Um, have you ever had that? We've had that done to us. That is not a good feeling at all. So, um, so anyway, so Alabama's one, Tennessee two. Uh, A and M three, but those teams have both lost two games. So Alabama has a little cushion there. Big week for them. Take I think the one th- one game, excuse me, Barry, is, is uh, one team that uh, people just can't get a hold of because they non conference schedule bad. A and M. I mi- I missed them a minute ago. I started to say they were going to be three. I don't know. They're still. I don't think the the prognosticators, the guy, know more about it than I do. Uh, Still feel comfortable with A and M getting in. I hadn't looked at the A and M schedule, but uh, well, they got Auburn. Uh, they got Auburn home, tomorrow. They're home. home. They're at they've LSU. They beat Auburn once. They're at, already. L- they're at LSU on Saturday. They got Arkansas at home. They're at Missouri. They got Tennessee at home. At Mississippi State. At Ole Miss. Alabama at home. Got a lot of games left to play still in this conference. So uh, anyway, should be. Should be interesting, but uh, I think Alabama, well, they will drop one along the way. They'll probably go 16-2, 17-1, and uh, I think you're right. They'll be the number one seed playing at noon on Friday up in Nashville. All right, we'll take the break here. We'll get uh, our main man, Doug Bell, in. But it'll take about two minutes a truck. They're at 1330 Martin Road East, and when you start preparation for the move, you need the boxes, the packing supplies, whatever you need to help make this a smooth move. Then swing by 1330 Martin Road East. Get that picked up. No move is too big. No move is too small. Whether it's local, out of town, out of state, you've got people moving to the area, they'll take great care of you. Get the free estimate right there over the phone. Give them 205-247-5050. That is two men in a truck. Movers who care. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Live from the Town Square Media Newsroom, my name's Mary Kay. We have a midweek severe weather threat for our area that we are closely watching as a line of thunderstorms could enter our area late Wednesday night into Thursday morning. For details, tap our free app. And the Alabama Crimson Tide football team has named its next defensive coordinator. It's University of Miami's D.C. Kevin Steele and Notre Dame's offensive coordinator Tommy Reese will become the next O.C. at Bama. For updates on these stories plus more local news, log on to TuscaloosaThread.com. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on a gorgeous Monday morning, but we do have delays on Bear Creek Cutoff Road between 69 and 82. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Business is so good at Townsend Nissan, they're expanding their workforce in sales and in service. Go by and see BJ or Kylan today at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation between the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality of legal services performed. Coaches took the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The warming trend continues today. Mostly sunny with a high at 68. Fair tonight, the low 45. Tomorrow, very mild, partly to mostly sunny, the high 71. Wednesday, a good chance of showers and thunderstorms by late afternoon, the high 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 39 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Get right up to the uh, Alabama One hotline. Go to www.alabamaone.org and bring in. He is with PGA Tour Radio, PGA Tour Live, CBS Sports. Joins us every Monday. Brought to you by MD Wellness and Aesthetics. He'll talk more about that at the end of the segment. He's always selling things on the Facebook page. Doug, have we gotten the, Doug Bell? Have we got Dad's gonna before Dad even asks you this question? I'm gonna go ahead and ask you: Have you gotten the lamp sold yet? I'm so excited, guys! So excited! <laughs> Yesterday, I get a, a message, and yes, a guy named Greg is meeting me after the show, and I'm selling the lamp. How yes, much we get for him? Did you get what you were asking, Doug? Yes, I yes I did. Um, I, I lowered the price to make it. You know, kind of a better deal. He's a uh, Barry. Get what yeah. you're asking, Barry. He's giving he's giving Greg money to take him. Yeah, <laughs> Doug, don't be with that one. There's a, there's somebody in my neighborhood. They'll sell like a T-shirt for like seven dollars, and um, one day they had mops on there. They're like, guys, nobody want like it's that's too much trouble to even go get the seven dollars. Like, just take it to Goodwill, Doug. <laughs> well, I was on the verge. And then when Greg responded last night, and almost almost fell out of my chair. How much did we get um, for the lamps, Doug? Uh, well, we got a telling. Is that too much to ask? That personal? Uh, yeah. Is that yeah. personal? Well, yeah, it's personal. It was. Let's just say Greg got a really really good deal. Yeah. <laughs> do, do they work? I mean, a, a really good deal. Oh yeah, no, they work. They're nice lamps. I had to like go through the garage this morning. Well, if they're that nice, them. why are you not using them, Doug? <laughs> well. That's a great question, Barry. At this time, I'll take the fifth on that. Okay. <laughs> um, that's a great question. Justin Rose has not been on the – I hadn't seen much of Justin Rose. I know they're playing today because of the weather. Yep. 
Uh, right. What's he? He's taking some time off. What's the deal? But been the deal with him. Well, you know, it's interesting, and for the listeners, at 10 o'clock this morning, our time, you can yeah. watch it on Golf Channel, the final nine holes, that Justin Rose uh, has a two-shot lead with nine holes to play. Anyway, listen, he's a 42-year-old former United States Open champion. He won uh-huh. it in 2013. It's been a long time. Won the gold medal. He's won a lot. Uh, and he's a, a guy at 42 that no longer has a club deal. Uh, I mean, his golf bag is, is has no endorsement on it whatsoever. Um, he, his bag is just a mixture of golf clubs from all sorts of, you know, golf club, uh, people, uh, a variety of clubs. So it's, it, he's kind of experimenting happy with his life right now. I mean, you know, he's made a billion dollars and has a home in the Bahamas, and, uh, of course, a home in England. And he lives over in Florida. I mean, he's, he's done very well for his family, but he hasn't won it four years and he's really fallen off the radar. He was a guy who lived went after. Uh, when they went after all those Ian Poulters, uh, Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia. And Justin Rose said, no, I- I'll stay on the PGA Tour. So this would be a big win for him today if he can close the deal. A uh, yep. long way to go. When you have a one in four years, coaches, you know, um, all sorts of demons start jumping in your head. So we'll see if he can hold off the uh, the mental aspect of things and keep it going. One more, one, one more golf question. Butch Harmon has come out and said that the PGA people – ought to be quit bickering back and forth, yak yakking at each other. They ought to be very, very happy because the PGA has found millions of dollars they didn't know they had uh, to have some tournaments, and it's going to make a lot more money for the PGA people that stay in the PGA. But they need to quit bickering and go on and accept it. Now, with that said, explain to me about a tournament where there are X the number of the 20 top players in the world or 30 top players in the world uh, are going to play a tournament in the PGA. How how is how is that decided? Who those twentieth? I'm, I'm not telling it quite right, but a number. Well, of, uh, explain yeah, that to no, our listeners. Uh, why is that just on on their rankings, or what is that done? How's that done? Yes, yeah, coach. I mean, uh, and, and what Butch Harmon said is right on, and you explained it really well. I mean, the bottom line is this: uh, before Liv came along, the PGA Tour was just rolling along, and their schedule never changed. They had this virtually a year-long schedule, even though some of the top players never played in the fall. Uh, and they complained a little bit because when we come back out, we're going to be way behind in this point schedule. But anyway, it was kind of all just going along nicely on the tracks. And then Liv comes along, offers these massive uh, contracts before you even count what you win on the golf course, and all these guys exiled. I mean, all these guys exited and, and were exiled by the PGA Tour. But in, in turn, the PGA Tour panicked. And they were like, wait a minute. They went into their war chest and elevated all these events. So starting this year, and we saw it at the Century Tournament of Champions, that was an elevated event where the purse is quadrupled. Um, and and these top players, and Coach, these are the top 50 players in the world rankings. Um, and, and also, if you're uh, high enough on the uh, – their social media list. If your if your popularity is high enough, that, really? that gets guys. In, that gets guys like Tiger in if he wants to play. Um, oh. That gets a guy like Ricky Fowler in if he wants to play because they want oh, the right. biggest names. They want the biggest names in the sport playing more times together. And so all the players: Tiger, Rory, Justin Thomas, yeah. um, all these Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, uh, all these guys agreed to it. And so. They have agreed to play 17 events. Four of those are majors, and one of those is the Players' Championship. 
and then the rest of them, like this week, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, where the you know the Super Bowls in Scottsdale, and so is the big golf tournament this week. It's an elevated event. That's so un- is that not un- excuse me? Is that not unfair to a guy who's who's maybe not quite as popular, but uh, yeah, exactly. And there going to be some jealousy there. Well, that's and that's what Jack Nicholas came out when all this unfolded. And the great Golden Bear said, listen, he was afraid. He, he was glad the PGA Tour opened the purse strings and raised the purses. He said it's, it's time to do that because the Tour's made a ton of money. At the same time, he said we're creating a, a two-tier system on the PGA Tour where you have Holy superstars yeah. who will play in these elevated events, and then you'll have, a, like Pebble Beach this uh, week, uh, you had no top players. Yeah. Um, I mean, no. Justin Rose hasn't won in four years. He's 71st in the world. Yeah. So Justin Rose does not qualify for these elevated events. And Spieth doesn't make the cut. Yeah. Oh well, Spieth was there. Yeah, and he played poorly. Um, but and so that's why the waste management. It's always exciting because 16th hole, the par three, ton of people go. Yeah. But now with every big, I mean, Rory is back. Oh, and by the way, the players when they agreed to play these elevated tournaments, uh, they they said, wait a minute, we have to have at least one week where we where we don't have to play. We're committed. And so that's why Rory did not play the Century Tournament Champions in Maui. And and he will make his debut on the PGA Tour for this year, this week, at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. The first time, by the way, that Rory's ever played um, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Okay. Uh, go back to this controversy with Patrick Reed about hitting the ball in the tree. Well, he's released a statement out. and is Is he suing the Golf Channel over – Things they've said about him. <laughs> Tell me what's going on here with Patrick Reed. Well, you know, he, um, you know, what's funny, uh, Barry, is, um, and I wouldn't say it's funny, but it, it's peculiar, and it which kind of describes Patrick. Uh, you know, last summer he had the big lawsuit against Randall Shambly in the Golf Channel, and it was like $750 million uh, uh, defamation lawsuit. And that got thrown out by a judge in Houston who said they simply didn't prove their case for it to go forward. And then most recently, uh, Patrick was involved in a lawsuit uh, when on CNN they did a story on Live Golf that didn't even mention Patrick Reed, and yet he's filed another four hundred fifty million dollar lawsuit against CNN asking for an apology, and he is in essence representing Live Golf. So he's just an unusual guy. And what happened last week? He lost by one shot to Rory, and they had that little uh, dust up before the tournament started where Patrick threw yeah. a key at him. And yeah. Rory wouldn't talk. To him. Etc. Well, that last day, Patrick flared a tee shot out to the right, and there were like four palm trees there. And he claimed it got stuck up in one of the palm trees, so he took a drop right underneath the tree, ended up with a bogey instead of a tree. Yep, wrong tree. Uh, Because the Golf Channel and Brandle Chambly, (laughs) uh, they slowed it down. I mean, they slowed it down frame by frame, and Brandle clearly showed that if it did indeed stay in the tree, it had to be like the first tree. There's no way it was in that far tree, which gave Patrick a better angle to the green. So um, the field glasses the, couldn't. Field glasses he had could not read the number on the ball either. Exactly, and yeah. and there were a ton of golf balls in those trees. By the way, I mean, a lot of people, just regular people, hit golf balls over in those trees. So the palm tree just. I mean, they said there must have been 40 or 50 golf balls, so that it was impossible to determine which one is the But doesn't he exactly have to get a ruling from a tournament official about where he can drop in that situation? 
Well, but first he has to, the, the rules official comes over and, you know, they have binoculars and he says, you, you know, think? you ask yeah. the player, are you sure that is your golf ball? And, you know, the player, you know, golf's an honorable game. And the player says, yes, that is definitely my, whatever it is, you know, my title is two with a mark on it. I can see it with these binoculars. So the rules official, like, okay, you know, I take your word for it, take the drop there. Um, and that's what Randall Chambly brought into question. And so, again, Patrick Reed just involved in another uh, tumultuous deal. That but sounds that like some of those guys I used to play golf with when I played, they all of a sudden go over there and all of a sudden they have a ball in their pocket when they go over there. And then all of a sudden they found their ball with the ball in their pocket is not in their pocket anymore. So Yeah. yeah. He, don't have any, he don't have anything to do with his mother and daddy, so he can mark, I can mark him off. Yeah. So, hmm. it's it's again, the controversy continues with Patrick. And, and a lot of people are saying, thank goodness Rory – um, beat him, or that would have been just insufferable to hear. You know, Live Golf and Patrick Reed beat Rory McIlroy, the number one player in the world, number one player on the PGA Tour. Um, so, um, oh, by the way, the Netflix series where they followed Live and the PGA Tour all last year, they had access to locker room, uh, all sorts of stuff that will debut in the next two weeks on Netflix. Yeah. And a lot of people, Rory's a big part of that, uh, Justin Thomas is a big part of that. Um, I mean, they interviewed all the top players and I mean, all the live guys. I mean, they interviewed Brooks Kepka and DeChambeau and Patrick Reed. So a lot of people are, at least in the golf industry, are excited about watching that on Netflix. Is the field set now for the Masters, uh, Doug? It is. It is. Other than um, I'm trying to think if there, well, well, of course not. You know, there's always the last tournament before the Masters if you have not already qualified. Okay. You know, there's always that, that last guy. Who, who might win in San Antonio, and then and then you get like JJ Spawn did that last year. He never played in the Masters. He got his first win there um, at the Valero Texas Open, well, San Antonio, and he gets to go to the Masters. So uh, Gordon Sar- Sargent, who's from uh, here in Birmingham, that played at Vanderbilt, is going to play in it. Yeah, that's exciting. He's twenty three years old, um, and you know that's always. Listen, when those amateurs get an opportunity to play in the Masters, I mean, talk about history, and they all get to stay um, right there, you know, in the in the top of the clubhouse, um, you know, the crow's nest. And, I mean, all the greats, Jack, Arnie, um, Tiger. I've seen that crow's Bill. nest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they all stay up there, and it's kind of a small little bungalow up there, but it's, it, it's not so much for comfort but for uh, – uh, just historical purposes. I yeah. mean, to think that you stay in that same bed where Bobby Jones and all yeah. these guys stay. Well, uh, used to really be bad because you didn't have a phone. Now you got a cell phone you can use. <laughs> got to be careful when you have those phones over to Augusta, man. Yeah. You got to be careful where you use those things. Boy, What's the date, Doug? What's the date? Uh, it's the third week of April, I believe. No, I'm uh, saying, you know, what's the date? Oh, tomorrow night, Doug? Yeah. I just said this on Facebook. Dad's going to be – do you know this, Dad? You're going to be being honored at Carbon Hill High School tomorrow? I do. Joe, you ought to go up and cover that. Wow. No kidding. Is that tomorrow night? If you can imagine the age of those guys – get this one. I'll, I'll, I'll not tell – I'm not tell, but um, they called me. And, and so you He's think honoring about the 1959-60 teams. Is that right? Yeah. You think about those, yeah, those kids were well, – let's just yeah. say they were 15. Let's just say they were 16, 17. All that time – and I went to Alabama and stayed 32 years, and now I'm what I am. And you think about it. it, it I, I call one of my uh, of, of the nine players I had. We were 25 and four, 
and had nine players on the team. I look into the picture now. Okay. Five of them, five of them are deceased. Wow! And uh, got four left. One of them I can't find it all. I don't think. But uh, I called one of the ones that's still living the other day, and he said, "Coach, I'm 80." <laughs> I said, "God, I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine?" <laughs> You know what the guy asked me, which I thought was really great. Coach, do you wear a lo- extra large or large T-shirt? That's what we're going to give you. That's, that's, I said, that's great. That's, that's what they're going to give you to come be recognized oh, as a T-shirt? I, I, I don't know. I got one of my, my – Billy McDonald, my, my manager who worked at Alabama for years, is going to go with me, he and Annette. And, and my grandson, uh, 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 Bears boy, is going to go. He called. He wants to go. So Blake? Oh, yeah, Blake's going. You don't know his name? He's, he's going yeah. Well, I, could, I, I went blank, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so there you go, Doug. Carbon Hill be a big, big event up there. The girls play at <laughs> 530. Are they going to do it before the girls? Those people need to get to sleep. Dad. I don't know. He wants to be there by 7. I'm, I'll be, I, won't, I won't be able to watch any SEC basketball, but it'll be worth it. A few people. Everybody, everybody, most everybody that was there when I went there to coach that team before I went to Alabama is, Deceased. Doug, I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> Two weeks ago, he came to my game. We were playing a crosstown rival here. Yep. Good little game. Comes down to the very end. I mean, it's nip and tuck, back and forth. We hit a th- <laughs> on senior night, 44 all, eight seconds to go, something like that. We got the ball. We go the length of the court and have a senior drive in, kick it to another senior who hits a three at the buzzer. So I asked Jenny, I said, how did dad, what, did, was he excited about that? He said, oh, he left in the fourth quarter. <laughs> did he, did he, think well, that yeah. was, he left with, uh, he left with four minutes to go in the game. Got to no, beat the crowd out, Doug. I mean, there's a big crowd over there. We had like 200 people at the game. Oh, that wasn't true. Uh, <laughs> can you believe that, Doug, that he left? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can, I can absolutely yeah. believe it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he kind of he kind of he, he kind of says things not quite right. But I won't argue. With you. Well, I, you know, um, go ahead, on, on social media, on social media this weekend, uh, a guy he had the program. Didn't the SEC tournament return in 1979? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he had the program and took a picture of all the coaches. You know, the return of the SEC tournament and coach. Oh my gosh! I mean, uh, talk about the the. Uh, Incredible names in SEC basketball coaching that were uh, involved in the return of the SEC tournament. I mean, obviously you were on there, but and Sonny was on there, and but I mean, it was just it was fun to see those pictures. It really was brought back yeah. a lot of memories. All right, Doug, my phone's blowing up. There's people are yeah. saying stop talking about Carbon Hill and TA and God. Take a hike. They wanted. They said we want to make some money. Please have Doug pick the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna go the opposite, I guess. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't know which way they're going, but they want you to get a pick out there and Joe to tweet it, so that way it's official. And then they're going to go bet. They said I don't have. They're going to go the other way. I don't know if they're going with you or against you, but they want. Do I need to give you the current line as it stands right now, Doug, or do you already know? Two and a half, in it. I'm gonna look for Doug. Well, it was it was two and a half, and it dropped to two. What is it now, Barry? Uh. Here we go. Super at the Pro Bowl listed here. Uh, it is one and a half. Philadelphia minus one and a half. Doug. Okay. Well, h- here's here's my take and a couple of things. Um, okay. and, and of course, the Super Bowl. These uh, these side bets are, are yeah. great. But number one, I'm going to take the Eagles. 
Uh, and I think I think that's really a safe bet. And, and not so much Jalen Hurts, who's had an MVP year, but defensively, the Eagles are incredible. I'm taking the Eagles to, to win it outright. Oh. I think it's going to be nip and tuck, but I'm taking the Eagles to cover. I'm taking Jalen Hurts to be the most valuable player in the game. So that's a prop bet. And, and he said, yeah, and that, that for people that, that uh, text in, he said it was a safe bet. There was no way the Eagles were going to lose. Joe, you got to, Joe, you got to tweet this out. He's he's writing it down now. All right. So the prop bet is Jalen Hurts is the MVP. Yeah. What what other prop bets do we need to? Will Jalen well, Hurts have a rushing touchdown? Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's another prop bet. Yes, Jalen Hurts will have a rushing touchdown. Jalen will be the MVP of the Super Bowl, and obviously I think he'll be the MVP of the league. I think the Eagles cover, and I think Devontae um, will catch. Uh, I think he will be the first receiver to catch a touchdown pass in the game. Who will win the coin toss? <laughs> I don't, I don't, well, I don't know. I don't you don't know, know that a, one. You don't have a feel for a that 50, one. That's a 50-50 deal, you know, <laughs> as we know. Yeah. <laughs> don't go for those. Don't go for those. Those aren't good but bets. No, I, I, think, I think it'll be a big game. I really do. Um, do you? And listen. Patrick Mahomes is incredible, and and listen, what he and Andy Reid and the Chiefs have accomplished over the last five years is just astounding uh, to be in that AFC Championship game five years, and now they're back in the Super Bowl for the third time, trying to win it for the second time, uh, but I just think the Eagles are a better football team, mainly because, obviously, Jalen's had a great year, and he's surrounded by uh, some outstanding weapons offensively, but defensively, the Eagles are really, really good. They were second Number two behind the 49ers in stati- all the statistical categories. So I think I'll guarantee defense. you. I'll guarantee you the Eagle fans have bet on the Eagles. They ain't no telling what they've bet on the Eagles. Oh, oh they okay. Oh, oh, they're passionate. Yeah. Did you see oh, Dawn yeah. Staley yesterday? Uh, what, what did Coach Staley do? She was. They play UConn at UConn. Yeah, they won. And she had on the Eagle. She's a Philly girl. She had on the Eagle oh, yeah, Eagle sweatshirt, coaching the coaching the game on the sidelines. So, mm, well, sure, sure she's, a, she's a proud Philadelphian, yeah, and and for good reason. But man, the South Carolina ladies, um, what a phenomenal year! My gosh, yeah. Uh, I, I think, and I think they'll probably end the year undefeated and and national champions as well. Well, Alabama go eighteen and zero in the SEC, Doug. Yes. Well, you, you asked me that last week, and and I'm sticking to no. I, I agree. With somewhere you, along the way, they're going to stub their toe. It, you know, it, gosh, that's a lot of games, right? Yeah, they got, they got some tough ones ahead. And you said the schedule. Yeah, they got to go to Auburn, to Texas A and M, and to Tennessee. They ain't winning all three of those. I agree with you, Doug. Yeah, um, eighteen. And I will, and I will say Saturday, um, I watched that triple header. You know, the Tennessee Auburn game was was obviously a. a bad game and the fact that nobody get a shot but it was competitive and i really think the kid got fouled there at the end of the game and then that purdue indiana game was terribly exciting we talked a bit about the big yeah, seven foot kid at purdue who's man he's really good um and he gets <laughs> fouled virtually every play i mean and they call him for some silly fouls here and there but oh, the, I mean, the first foul of the game was a, the, was a flop uh, down by indiana and they called him on a charge uh, first play of the game and, and they're physical. I mean, they beat up that kid. It doesn't bother him. He just keeps plugging along. But you're right. You know, you guys talked about his soft hands and all that. He, man, he's really a good player. Um, and I think he'll be a good NBA player. But I think I think he's the reason Purdue is is going to you know make it the Final Four, and we'll, we'll see what happens. And then I thought the Florida Kentucky game was uh, was a good game too. I, I enjoyed watching that one. Yeah. I fell asleep. It was good. Yeah. 
It was yeah. Mean. I mean, and, and, you know, Florida had to, you know, cut it to three there yeah. um, inside, what, 30 seconds or whatever it was. So, um, again, good college basketball. It, you know, really is a fun time of year uh, as we, what, we're inside four oh. weeks until the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Right, one other question about golf. Sure. What is yeah. the number of, of uh, players high-ranked or well thought of like Ricky or uh, what's that number that can participate in that those tournaments uh uh with all the money? Well it'd only be seventy players. Seventy no cut these players. No and cut. so it'll be yeah, and so it's gonna be you know, it's 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 beneficial to be one of the top guys. And oh by the way, I need to mention this guys, um because of the Monday finish, uh they the celebrity you know the team championship at pebble beach which is always kind of a neat deal yeah. um, you know they didn't play that last day so aaron Rodgers and his guy ben silverman who was they a won very guy they won and everybody now i mean aaron Rodgers is a very good golfer and when the season ends i mean he takes it seriously and plays a lot of golf and he came in as a 10 handicap now they are Ooh. very serious they check those handicaps oh sure but they said if you look at the scorecard and the holes that uh, Aaron Rodgers contributed, uh, quite a few, and he had a lot of birdies on holes that he was getting shots. Mm-hmm. And so there, there are some who are questioning. I mean, so, that's just the way it goes when you play in those big money team deals where you have an amateur and a pro. Right. And it's prestigious to win Pebble Beach. And that's the first time Aaron's ever won. And only, I think they said it yesterday, only the first time that he's ever played on the weekend. He's never made the cut to continue playing on the weekend. So. I thought that was nice. pretty interesting. All yeah. right, Doug, we got your Eagles. We'll talk about it next week. Tell them about ND Wellness and Aesthetics. <laughs> yes, speaking of the Super Bowl, ND Wellness and Aesthetics is really a super place to go, guys. Um, uh, Su- Suzanne will be there today, and uh, Dr. Mancuso is there today. Uh, 582-9216, 650 Corners. Uh, give them a call. Uh, find out or go go to the web, ndwellnessandaesthetics.com. And that'll explain all the stuff that they have that they do. Uh, and Dr. Mancuso is fantastic. She sits down. It's a free consultation. You know, you say, "Hey, I want to do this. I want to do that," and she'll explain uh, the procedures and all that stuff. So uh, check it out: mdwellnessandaesthetics.com, five eight two nine two one six. And if you want to look better and feel younger, uh, give them a call. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Talk to you next week, guys. Bye. All right, there, Doug. Got the lamp sold. That was a good thing. All right, tell me about uh, Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, if you want an attorney that knows what they're doing, knows the changes in the law and can be helpful to you, on the telephone to start off with, 345-1234, Prince Glover and Hayes in Tuscaloosa, all over the southeast, really. But uh, they know everything there is to know about the changes in the law, which I say all the time because that's pretty important because the law changes a lot. Then after you visited with them, if they feel like that you need to go forward with it and they won't try to do anything unless they think you have a chance to win, uh, then um, then go to our 701 Rice Mine Road. Visit with them at that time, and, and I think that you'll find that what I tell you is good. These guys are smart and understanding, and I think they're very, very helpful to you if you've got a problem. Three four five one two three four Prince Glover. Also, Wayne's Pest Control serving over one hundred thousand customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since nineteen seventy three. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests this winter. Wayne's provides 
world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today. Tell them you heard on Inside the Locker Room. Get $60 off your initial pest control service. 866-WAYNES-1 for $60 off. You listen to Ty 100.9 and see home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Ty 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on McFarland eastbound at Rose Boulevard in Northport. Another wreck on 43 at Flatwoods Road. Disabled vehicle 69 northbound at Calusa. Business is so good at Townsend Nissan, they're expanding their workforce in sales and in service. Go by and see BJ or Kylan today at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation of the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality of legal services performed. Coaches took the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We'll get right to the Alabama One Hotline. We'll get Philip into the show. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, guys. Hope y'all, hope y'all are doing good. Yes, sir. Okay. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Coach, I didn't realize how close um, Carbon Hill was to start with. It's not that far. It's about 95 miles. I didn't realize that until a minute ago. I looked on the map. Yeah, it's Highway 22. You can get off of the exit there. It takes you right to the school, I think. I hope it. Right, right. Well, look, big week for Alabama. Um, Florida at home, thank goodness, and then then got to go to Auburn. Coach, does does uh, does Coach Oates start implementing some of the Auburn game plan a little earlier, or does he wait till after the Florida game? Oh, he waits till after the Florida game, one one game at a time, and you know it counts the same number of wins or losses. Now, in the minds of Alabama and Auburn people, it's a bigger game, but really not. It's it's either one win or one loss. Florida's not. Not the Florida of the past, but they're capable of beating you if you don't if you're not ready to play. So I'm sure Alabama mm-hmm. will be ready to play. But no, they it'll, well, it'll be strictly Florida. Eight o'clock, eight, yeah, eight o'clock got, game. Yeah, they they got my attention beating uh, Tennessee last week. Yeah, they play they play good. Tennessee didn't didn't play great, but uh, Florida Florida hung in there and played okay. They're they're a little bit of a borderline team. I don't know that they'll get in. I, I'm not sure mm-hmm. they will. So we'll see. Yeah, Kentucky had a hard time guarding Castleman or whatever the other night. He he played really well against uh, Kentucky, and uh, we'll right. see. We'll see. Right, it, it's going to be interesting. But I tell you, um, the, the Auburn Tennessee game the other day, I did not think that was a foul. I thought really? the Auburn guard came down. He locked his legs around the guy. You sound like Joe Gaither. He did. Uh, he, locked, he, he locked his legs around the guy. Whew. I don't know. I don't know. If that was an Alabama shooter, would you have called it a foul? 
If that was my own <laughs> well, I've never, I have never seen a guy with that much ability to jump up like that and shoot a basketball and then come down and lock his legs around anybody. I can say that. Yeah. Well. You're the first guy I've heard that said that wasn't a foul. But, the conference uh, office and the head of the officials is looking at it, I can tell you. Yeah, this sure. should be. They should, I think they should at least come out and say, hey, we missed it. Uh, there ought to be some accountability there. It's not going to change the outcome, but uh, yeah. to me, yeah. it looked like, sort I of like an, a foul. I, I got an idea to turn around the officiating, but I won't mention it because I don't want Coach Sampson getting on to me. Uh-oh. No, that's all right. I don't care. I'm tell us, tell us. They need that. We got officials that listen. <laughs> Here is my radical idea to change college, uh, well, especially college, but at the 20th whistle of the half, of first half, or 20th whistle of the second half, the official that calls that 20th whistle, he has to, he has to sit down, and then the remaining officiating crew officiates the half. Why is that? I think it, I think it would make them judicious on their calls. <laughs> well, the only problem I mean, you got there is if, if you've got these two teams that knock the crap out of each other, and you've got you know one is one is called eighteen fouls, and the other's called twenty, and it, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, something's got to be done because it's there's a there's a foul call now every thirty seconds. In some uh, games, in some games, yeah, I think they're letting them play more, though. I think they're letting them play more this year, uh, to be honest with you. So, I don't know. One of the officials in Alabama in the Auburn-Tennessee game is very good. He was the, I think he was a baseline official on that call, but didn't have, didn't have, wasn't involved with it. But he's, he's very, very good, very understanding and doesn't get upset at you when, and when he, when he, that when a play is made and they have to go to the screen and to look at it, he goes back over to the coaches and does a good job of communicating with both of them. They don't mm-hmm. bring them together. He just goes to each bench and tells them yeah. what, what's happened. Thank you, uh, Phil. It wasn't Pat, it wasn't Pat Adams. I know that. No, Pat Adams likes those Adams. Pat Adams loves to call something. Pat Adams is always in a controversy. Yeah. He loves I can't stand always. Pat Adams. Yeah. He's zero. Uh, always. Thank you, Phil. Y'all, y'all, y'all have a good day, man. Now, I'm not for this, guys. I do not want them to go to an electronic strike zone. I think they're talking about that to where, like, the computer calls it. I want the umpire back there calling the balls and strikes. Uh, Dad, are you for an electronic? Uh, I don't know. I need to ask, ask the athletic director at Auburn. About, about the strike zone? <laughs> I mean, what he thinks. Well, you, who cares what he thinks? What do you well, think? Well, he's a, he's a baseball guy. He's a genius in that baseball. John Cohen. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, we'll take this break and wrap up the show. First to main condos. I told you about in the first half. The three bedroom, three and a half bath condominiums on this in the historic district of downtown Norport. Direct TV, internet provided. Uh, gated community there with security cameras. Also located in the historic district of downtown Norport. Give them a call today for the free tour. 205-657-7465. Go to first to main condos. Dot com one month off of rent one month of free rent if you tell them you heard it on inside the locker room. This is Tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Crimson Tide today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort.
From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by C Spire. C Spire, Alabama's fastest internet for your business or home. Learn how to add gigabit C Spire fiber to your roster at cspire.com slash alfiber. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama men's basketball stayed unbeaten in the SEC with a 10-point victory at LSU on Saturday. Head coach Nate Oates met with the media after the win. It was definitely not one of our better wins, but you know sometimes you're competing for a league championship, you got to go on the road and win games that aren't pretty, they're ugly. You know, I thought we had some guys step up. It's back-to-back games. Damari's played really well for us. You know, Ryan shot the ball really well. Tonight, so it was good to see some guys step up. I thought JQ created some really good offense first in the second half. Our defense was nowhere close to where we'd like it to be. I'll have more in a moment. Hear that? That's C Spire country on a Saturday. And while fans show up for their teams, C Spire business is here to help the stadium's team up their IT game. While the players run ironclad defense, all world-class IT experts do the same with state-of-the-art network security. While the running backs redefine fast, we do too with warp speed connectivity. Discover IT solutions to scale up your business and future-proof operations. Welcome to C Spire country, where blazing fast is how we roll. Visit cspire.com slash business for details. Join us tonight for Hey Coach, presented by Alpha Insurance at 6 p.m. at Baumhauer's Victory Grill in Tuscaloosa. We'll be joined at the restaurant by softball head coach Patrick Murphy, as well as men's basketball head coach Nate Oates. Hey Coach is available to listen to across our radio network, also streaming live on the Varsity Network app, and you can also watch a video stream on the CTSN social media channels. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by C Spire. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on McFarland eastbound at Rose Boulevard in Northport. Another wreck on 43 at Flatwoods Road. Disabled vehicle 69 northbound at Calusa. Business is so good at Townsend Nissan, they're expanding their workforce in sales and in service. Go by and see BJ or Kylan today at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Hey guys, you're guaranteed to make her smile this Valentine's Day with one call to Stephanie's Flowers. They have roses, all kinds of floral arrangements, fresh cut flowers. Tomorrow, very mild, partly to mostly sunny, the high 71. Wednesday, a good chance of showers and thunderstorms by late afternoon, the high 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 39 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, uh, Dad, now Coach has got his coordinators hired. We'll see if um, any other openings, does anybody else uh, move? Um, now these guys got to, you know, get to town here and I guess find places to live. I don't know if they rent or they're going to buy. I know Pete Golding's house is for sale, Joe, if you were looking for a house. I just... Saw it. I walked by it it's yesterday. Probably out of my price range. I think he's getting. He's asking. I want to say one point two, maybe one point one. Uh, but you know, he might offer him a million. See what happens. Uh, make that offer. Dad, just now that you get it, 
your staff hired? When will they try to get everybody together? Will they let, will he let these guys bring in some guys with them that they're comfortable with? I know Bill O'Brien took a guy with him to, uh, New England. Oh, what do you expect there to happen? I really don't know. Yeah. I, I, I would imagine that, uh, in the defensive part of it, that uh, he knows all the guys upstairs there in the $30,000 range that, that you know, have offices up there that are defensive people. They all know each other pretty well. Uh, Tommy won't uh, won't be as likely to uh, come in offensively because I, I he may bring somebody with him, but I, I doubt it. Um, I don't, Tommy's not married, is he? Fiance, coach. Fiance, excuse me. Okay. Um, he's going to get married. So, uh, I think, um, I don't know. I don't know the answer about offensively. I think defensively, uh, Kevin may bring somebody in. I'm yeah, not- we'll see if, uh, Freddie Roach goes to Houston. There's been some rumors running. I think he and D'Amico Ryan's are, are tight there. There'll probably be one more domino fall. There usually is. Um, but, uh, everything's getting, where we don't have to at least talk about it anymore, Joe. That is the best thing. We don't have to talk about it. We can talk to more people like Ollie Near than talk about these uh, coordinators. All right, that's it for today's show. Alabama One, go to www.alabama1.org for all their different products and services. Looking for the mortgage, looking for the credit card, looking for the car loan, looking for great people. They're all right there at Alabama One. Branches all over this community. So swing by any one of the local branches or go to the website, www.alabama1.org. The Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. That's the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.